0: Our sufficiency in Christ on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. Today on the podcast, I'm delighted to have with me a very special guest. To me personally, my pastor, Dr. Rick Holland. He was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and became a Christian in high school. He served as a youth pastor in Georgia, Michigan, and California. And then he spent 25 years at Grace Community Church in Sun Valley, California. While at Grace, he pastored Crossroads, the college and singles ministry, and served as the executive pastor under Dr. John MacArthur. Rick is the author of Uneclipsing the Sun, from Crest's Biblical Resources, and he's contributed chapters in other books as well as articles in theological journals. He serves on the faculty at the Expositor Seminary, where he teaches homiletics and expository preaching. He's earned degrees from the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, the Master's Seminary, and the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, as well as here, the Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Rick has served as senior pastor of Mission Road Bible Church since August of 2011, he and Kim have three sons, Mark, Luke, who's married to Annie, John, who is married to Myanna, and they also have two grandchildren, which if we give Rick opportunity, I'm sure he'll talk about a lot. Brother, thank <laughs> you for being here on the podcast, and I look forward to our discussion today.
1: Me too. Thank you.
0: Now, I want to get right into this, and Rick, one of the reasons I wanted us to record this is really to give a, a preview of what's coming. Our conference begins today, and we're really excited about that opportunity, you're going to be discussing this topic in one of our plenary sessions. Our sufficiency in Christ. I want you to, to to describe what's the most important aim in any counseling and discipleship relationship.
1: Well, thanks, Dale. It's a it's a joy to be here with you on the podcast today. I think the most important issue in counseling is something that should be obvious, but we we can easily miss, and that is that we're trying to connect people with. God with Christ. Mm -hmm. It's so easy for us to to think about giving help, which is the the burden of anybody's heart when we're counseling discipling. But if we give help without giving them the help or counsel without giving them the the wonderful counselor, I think we're we're missing something and really just kind of defaulting into behavior modification or a code Mm -hmm. of ethics or becoming a social alternative to the world instead of having a relationship with, with Christ.
0: You know that's so helpful, and Rick, you've been doing this a lot of years, and I appreciate from your role as a primary teaching pastor at our church, just your your shepherding, the way in which you are involved in in people's lives. You've been doing this a lot of years. You've seen a lot of good ways to do things, maybe even a lot of bad things to do thing do do things. I want you to describe what you believe to be the most overlooked dimension in shepherding, counseling, and discipleship.
1: Yeah, it, good question. It's a related answer to what we just talked about, and and I think I, as my ministry has I hope matured and developed over the decades, that I, I've seen a dramatic shift from thinking when you have someone across the, the 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 desk from you or sitting on our couch in our living room, that you, you want so badly to solve problems, to give help, to to give aid, which is certainly a a goal, but it's I've I've noticed that it's actually possible to give principles and help sometimes without giving a connection with god with christ and that he is sufficient and, and that connection strange as it sounds is almost easy to overlook when you're when you're trying to help someone
0: yeah, I want to dive down in in part of what you just said there that I think it would be really really helpful because, you know, people come in counseling, it's easy for us to even in our shepherding to focus on problems that we need to fix. It's sort of like the age-old struggle between married couples where uh, you know the wife has an issue and uh, the husband just wants to to fix the problem, right? Pastors have you know some similar difficulties. I think at times because when they're counseling, the person's coming in because of a of a particular problem. How do you seek to change the mindset of the person who who comes in, the one who's struggling, from solving a problem to now seeking the Lord Himself?
1: You know, it, it, it's a strange thing, and I, I borrow this this phrase from uh, Doctor Tom Schreiner. I think every Christian is inclined to have a a natural over-realized eschatology. And what, what I think he means by that is that we so long for heaven and the cessation of struggle with sin, the cessation of struggles with life and the problems, that we have this intuition that we want to make life and our circumstances as close to that eternal state now as it might be then, not realizing that you know man is born for trouble and uh, evil men will perceive from bad to worse this this world is not going to be and our lives ultimately are not going to be trouble free and and yet i think not only instinctively but in my own heart i i want to have cessation from issues and problems and yet to be able to walk with our savior our living resurrected lord jesus through these troubles actually Takes us away from that overrealized eschatology of trying to make earth heaven, and makes us look and long for look forward to and, and long for that day when faith will become sight. But to remember, you know, that we are walking by faith, and um, these struggles are intended to sanctify us and make us more like Christ, not to have us turn earth into heaven.
0: And that's so good, and and this is such a key point. Rick, I think that our listeners need to really pay attention to because it's really at this level when we're, we're dealing with the particular struggle of an individual that if, if we make it about the problem itself and, and fixing the, the problem, we miss the beauty and the grandeur of Christ himself. We miss the beauty of the sufficiency of the Scripture in all that he provides. So as we think about that, what is the difference or even overlap between the sufficiency of Scripture and the sufficiency? in Christ, and why does that difference matter?
1: Yeah, the, there is a difference, and it matters, but there's the, there's a lot of overlap between the sufficiency of the Scriptures and the sufficiency of Christ. You know, as a pastor and ongoing counselor, it's really easy for us to use the sufficiency of the Scriptures almost as a manual for problem-solving and for living, which, frankly, it, it is. Let's thank God for that. But if we you you said it so well, if we can get problems mitigated and solved and yet miss the intimacy of walking with our Savior, we're really doing no more than the psychological model, which is just trying to get tomorrow better than today. Uh, so it's relational. You know, Jesus says in John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that they will know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you've sent meaning that the essence of eternal life is not living forever but it's knowing God through Christ and I think that's that's our aim when we're shepherding people is to know how to know God through his son
0: yeah you know, that's so good and and all of this that we've been talking about relative to sufficiency in Christ and the scriptures it's all done within a context and it's done within the context of the local church body. It's done within the context of, of body life. Rick, I want you to talk for a second about how how can biblical body life promote reliance on Christ's efficiency?
1: Well, I mean, that that's the context for a Christian's life is the local church. You know, I was thinking about this recently, looking at a list of prayer requests that I'd been given. And look, I, I pray for these things, but it was interesting to look at that list, how much of the how many of the details on that list were related to physical ailments, physical problems, temporal issues, which are all important things to pray for? Look, if I'm having those issues, please pray for me. But when you see Paul, for example, in Colossians 1, he's praying for an insight and a spiritual wisdom and a knowledge of God and Christ that transcends the momentary problems. doesn't ignore them, but it gives a context for understanding and knowing God so I think our prayer requests and our interaction and our small groups, our care groups. I just wonder if we could all turn up the volume a little bit with each other by saying, not just, how can I serve you by helping with the temporal challenges that we're all having? And praise God, we have that help to say, how can we know Christ better? How is this situation motivating and launching me into a greater understanding of who God is, how he thinks about me, how I think about him? So it's relational, not just problem solving. I don't want to downplay problem solving. We all want those solved. But to solve the problems in the context of, of body life, I really think ought to be how we are moving each other toward more intimacy with the living, resurrected Lord Jesus Christ who knows, who cares, who sees.
0: I mean, this has been so helpful. And this really whets my appetite for what's coming later this week. You're speaking on Wednesday at our conference and i'm really looking forward to that and for all of you who are virtual attendees or attendees in person i look forward to introducing you to my pastor rick holland so grateful for the discussion today and this is a small portion a very small portion of what we will hear during his plenary session at our living and active biblical counseling and sufficiency of scripture so brother thank you for being here with us grateful for the time that we can spend together and uh, looking forward to our time this week at the conference
1: my joy thank you
0: You're listening to Truth and Love, the podcast of ACBC. I am so looking forward to this week. We've put so much time and effort and planning into our annual conference, Living and Active, happening October 2nd through the 4th. If you have a ticket, you are with us already in California, Santa Clarita, at Grace Baptist Church. We are sold out in person. but there is good news. You don't want to miss this conference. We have some wonderful speakers, wonderful plenaries that are being offered on biblical counseling and the sufficiency of the Bible, talking about the living and active word this week and how important it is as we think about biblical ministry, as we think about the counseling room in particular. We want you to be a part of that. And there is still availability and opportunity for you to join us at this annual conference through our virtual offering. You can go to our website as you normally would, go to our events page, and you can find out how to register as a virtual attendee. We would love for you to join us. You get access to the plenaries and the breakouts. Over 80 speakers will be there with us and you'll have access to that information. We'd love for you to join us. Don't miss out on this wonderful conference talking about the beauty of Christ, the beauty of his word, and the sufficiency See the Bible for counseling issues. Go to biblicalcounseling.com.